And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is Everything Elite. I've always wanted to say that. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mike Spears. I'm here in my hotel room after All Elite Wrestling's debut show, Double or Nothing. And yeah, it was a really great show live. We'll be talking a lot more about it on the episode that's going to come out later this week. But I have kind of a little bit of a treat for you. I was able to have media credentials for the show, and part of that gave me the opportunity to engage with some of the AEW wrestlers in a post-show media scrum. The ones that I was able to participate in their kind of press conference, for lack of better words, were Nala Rose, Britt Baker, best friends Chucky e. T and Beretta, Adam Page, Sean Spears, and SCU. I want to thank everyone that let this happen. This is pretty cool for me to do this. I Some of the ones I didn't get questions in on, some of the ones I did. I apologize a little bit in advance. There is a part of the Nyla Rose press scrum that got a little bit chopped up. But the show itself, I, I came to this being kind of interested to see how the show was going to be. And, you know, in person, for one, the MGM Grand Garden Arena might be one of the best arenas I've been in for wrestling. I mean, this was an arena that was built to stage boxing matches and later had a bunch of UFC shows there. So sightlines were great. The production, which I heard took three days of loadout for the really good stage and pyrotechnics was awesome. And then the crowd... I mean, this was a show that came close to about four and a half, five hours, and the crowd stayed hot. I mean, the debut of John Moxley ended up being the loudest pop of the night, and this was after the whole entire show, but the crowd was very loud. One of the nice kind of things I tweeted about was there were no sides allowed, so no one had any view kind of uh, just being blocked by huge obnoxious signs. The crowd was attentive to everyone, including wrestlers who they might not have ever seen before, in particular the Joshi, Nyla Rose, Stronghearts. But yeah, this was a really cool show. I'm definitely glad I made it out here for it. And I, you know, I think that this was a really strong first show for the product. And of course, they now have a bit of steam since All Out is now official for, I think it's Labor Day weekend in Chicago. I apologize. I've been on about six hours sleep. But anyways, 
Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy the interviews. I apologize in advance for the quality of them, and Everything Elite will be back later this week. So if you get a chance, rate and review us on iTunes or the podcast platform of choice. Our Twitter account is at EverythingAEW. The other members of the podcast Twitter accounts are Aaron Bentley is at Aaron Like the Car, Nate is at Epitasis, and I am at Fujiheya with two eyes like Don Fuji. Anyways, I hope you enjoy these interviews. I mean, I think that's probably one of the last people I expect that I get to work with. So it's, it's amazing to be able to share the ring with her. She's legend. She's had some of the best matches. You know, Gail Kim, all all of the female wrestlers in Impact, just total legend. So to be able to kick off AEW Women's Wrestling with somebody like that and still come out on top, yeah, you want, is yeah, amazing. you beat her, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What did it feel like when you heard the crowd chant DMD? The, I, that still gives me goosebumps because that's for me that's such a personal like accomplishment when I get to walk down the ramp and I hear him announce me as Dr. Britt Baker DMD because I, like I worked so hard for that and it it gets to carry over to both, both of my worlds so it's it's so refreshing and it's just like I said so it's like, very empowering self empowering. Um, now that you won this match, do you feel like you're entitled to the AEW Women's Championship or first shot at? Uh, I would certainly hope so when it comes around that I, you know, I'm definitely at least considered at the very least for whatever match, you know, stipulation might be for future championship matches. With the, uh, history making of winning the first women's match in AEW history, where do you think this sets the bar for the weekly TV show when it starts in October? I think what um, what we did was we just gave you a taste, and there's so much more amazing women's wrestling to come, and you just stay tuned. We'll give you what you want. You just gotta, you know, keep watching, stay with us. Uh, who stood out to you most in the uh, six-woman tag match? Definitely Sheeta. Uh, I think she's an absolute powerhouse. She's so athletic. She's smart. She's brilliant, brilliant wrestler, and that's you know definitely who I have my eye on out of that match. With the um, so many of the international stars coming in, how does that change how you prepare, and uh, how does that change in terms of preparation for the, what's coming next? It's it's same as you'd prepare for any wrestler. You you study. That's that's something I'm good at. I've been in school for eight years. You study, 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 and be ready for anything. Like today, we our three way matched into a four way. So you just be innovative and and be prepared. How surprised were you when Awesome Colin came walking out? Yeah, I, I that's something you don't expect. To see every day this gigantic monster coming at you <laughs> down the ring with not even a smile on her face. She's just, you know, ready to wreak havoc. But um, like, I, like I said earlier, it's, just, it's amazing to be able to share the first women's match at AEW with such a legend like Austin Strong. How did it feel just being in that ring and feeling that energy of 12,000 fans just going nuts for you guys? I literally had chills. Yeah. The, the, the crowd, the, these fans are so fantastic. They, they don't want to, they don't want us to fail. They, they're just excited to be here and, and we feed off that energy. It's, it's contagious. It's electric. So um, our, the fans are absolutely amazing. Awesome. Uh, do you think that um, the pressure of all in and having that experience beforehand helped you in, in this particular uh, match and this performance? Sure, totally. I, I said uh, coming back from all in is it was a blessing and a curse because I had that exposure that maybe some of the other girls from the, the triple threat that were turned into the four way didn't have. But I also felt like I had something to prove. Like, oh, you were in that match, but let's see what you can do with 
you know, a whole new flock of girls. Mm-hmm. For all the uh, young ladies out there, little girls that are watching and look up to you, can you look at that camera right there and kind of tell them, you know, never to give up on your dreams? Totally. It's like I, I said at the very first press conference that you can achieve anything and everything you want. If you have a true passion for it, you'll find a way to, to overcome anything. Um, what, what as far as like did you did you watch any of the uh, the Japanese women? I clips of it running back and forth, but I, I definitely caught the finish. And like I said, Sheeta to me stood out like, and obviously Asha Kong, amazing. Okay. They're, they're tremendous athletes. Japanese wrestling is always going to be some of the best wrestling in the world. So are you looking forward to being able to wrestle with them, those women and other women? As, from I cannot wait, absolutely. I, I, was in, I was in Japan just for a week and a half. I had just three matches in Japan, and that was one of the best experiences of my life. I love Japanese wrestling. I think that it takes you on the, like your mental edge and then some, and, and your toughness. You're, you're really pushed beyond what you think you can do when you're with Japanese wrestlers. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready to go forward and beyond. The history of working this first match and being the first high-profile transgender signing for a national wrestling company. Um, well, let's put a pin in that. Uh, the first in America. Uh, you know, there there are there's a great history in, in Mexico and in Japan of uh, women like myself, transgender women, and possibly transgender men. We don't know; they're not, not as profiled, but no stranger to the sport. Um, but yeah, on, on the national stage in the U.S., it is kind of a major thing. Um, the history of all this coming about, uh, it's kind of a blur for me, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's been kind of a whirlwind adventure, um, and, and the entire time I'm just pinching myself, is this real, is this real, is this real? And it, it all sunk in when I got here in Vegas and see my face everywhere that, yeah, this, <laughs> this might be a little bit real. It might, might be a reality. Um, but, yeah, just to, to have this opportunity is huge. Uh, and and I, I say it ad nauseum, but representation matters. So I cannot thank AEW, the powers that be here. There's too many to individually name. Um, for giving me this opportunity, this chance to, to show the world that I'm just normal and boring like everybody else. What went through your mind when uh, Austin Kong came out? <laughs> um, let me see. Let me delete all the expletives from uh, my <laughs> oh, statement. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it was definitely that holy shnikes moment uh, when she came out. I wasn't privy to this. I, I wasn't, you know, like Brandy says, triple threats when advertised triple threat. All the graphics are triple threat, and then all of a sudden she just changes her mind, and now it's it's a four way. And awesome Kong of all people, she's busy with glow. Like why 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 why? But you know, it was what it was. Now I just got to focus on the future. Can we just talk about that moment where you two came face to face in the ring and the crowd really electric on the whole place and speak? For you, I think this point you agree, how was that? Um, it, th- that was definitely one of those surreal moments. Uh, never thought I would see her face to face live, but it, you know, watching watching through fan goggles, like, hey, that's uh, Kong. I got to focus. I've got work to do right now. So reel it in and just, she's an opponent like anybody else. End of the day, opponent like anybody else, and I'm going to try to get the win.
Now, how do you think the crowd received you, and was any part of you kind of hesitant or, or worried about how they may receive you? If I'm going to be totally honest, a little bit. Yeah, definitely a little bit worried. Or I shouldn't say worried. Um, I don't really know what word fits there, but, but it was in the back of my mind about how they would receive me. Um, <laughs> let's be real. I am probably the first interaction with someone that they know is transgender, you know? Um, so, so to see someone like myself live, I'm sure they had a lot of preconceived notions, a lot of that. I do hope that I've changed some minds, maybe opened some hearts to just seeing I'm just a normal chick. We've always heard that all wrestling is for everyone, and you're kind of the face of that right now. How does it feel from your aspect? Um, not only your in-ring in, in work, but also just being the face of it is for everyone. Um, I, don't, I don't think I am the face. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think we all are the face. AEW's for everyone. I've lost track of what your question was. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, what, what does it mean to you to, you know... Ah, uh, uh, um, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a feel-good feeling, but a little bit of that pressure. I don't want to let anybody down, you know? I want to I wanna do... All of my communities proud, my, my native community, um, the black community, uh, you know, obviously the LGBTQ plus community. I, wanted, I just want to do everybody proud and make sure I represent them the best of my ability. Now, like, you said, like you said, uh, that you might be the first time that anyone has ever seen you the person that was here today. Is there some responsibility that comes with that and how are you dealing with it? Um, I think there is a little bit of responsibility on some levels. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't speak for everyone. I speak for Nyla Rose. And I think that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. I'm an individual. Yes, I'm a part of a community, but I'm an individual. What I say reflects purely Nyla Rose's. So you made a decision to walk out of WWE. Yes. After being here, making your debut here, seeing what this can be, the potential. How do you feel about that decision? Um, regardless of participating in this or not, that decision was the right decision for me, regardless. Um, I knew what the concept was going to be of AEW. I knew what the plan was. I, I knew what the kind of, uh, the idea was. But to actually show up, be here, walk out, see it, see the people, it's a whole different thing. And I, I'm, I mean, I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. I can't. I, that'd be a lie. I'm not surprised at all what they pulled off here tonight. When you have those four core guys, uh, the possibilities are endless. But in terms of whether or not I made the right call, I 100% made the right call. And I realized that the very day after I made that call. Uh, how do you feel about uh, John Moxley uh, debuting like that? Do you think we'll see more guys like you and John coming into the company here in the coming months? I, I, I don't know. Um, I can't speak for anybody else. It was good to see John. I, uh, I haven't seen him in a little while. And you can kind of see when he entered that ring, he was... He was him. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's the guy that we've all been waiting to see for a few years. That's the guy I've been waiting to see for a few years. Um, in terms of anybody else, I mean I'm pretty sure they're there's going to be a lot of people uh, calling, a lot of people knocking on the door, a lot of people trying to get here. Um, but it, I mean, this is—they're very keen on building this from the inside out. This is a family. Like Cody wasn't lying when he said that this is this is a family. And coming in here today, I, everybody treated me like I was one of their own. And so I mean, that was awesome. But who knows who's going to show up next? Yeah, and on that note, I just wanted to know, uh, what was the thought process of having you debut on the buy-in and not be a surprise all of like, what we saw with John? Um, I don't know. That's kind of above my pay grade. <laughs> I wasn't in those meetings. Um, I, I was kind of a last-minute addition. you got to remember, I left 90 days ago. This, this, this show was pretty much pen to paper 
months and months ago, so the card was already pretty much booked. Um, to be honest, I don't care where I would have been. I don't care if it would have been where Moxley came out. I don't care if it would have been the first match on the actual pay-per-view. I wouldn't have cared if I was the first person out in that battle royal. It's about being there. It's about being a part of history. I was just telling the group over there, this is not going to happen again in my in-ring career. This hasn't happened in 20 plus years. It's not going to happen again. This, this history was made tonight. I hope everybody can take in that concept because it's, and I spent half the day telling the young talent about that because I hope you realize what they just accomplished. Like this is never going to happen again in my time. So to be a part of it tonight, like I don't care in what capacity. I made history. It was cool. When you announced your departure, Cody gave you a pretty good endorsement. Like, what does it mean to you to kind of finally have to work with him? As you said, you, you were in the other after 90 days on Thursday. Like, it was pretty close, but what does it mean to kind of get to finally work with him and have him in your corner and now get to do this next part? It was, uh, it was cool because uh, we uh, we were kind of in the ring together today at the same time, and there was a lot of people, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, a lot of people going through a few things, and we kind of, like, uh, met. At a certain, we just looked at each other and just locked up. And we just said, wow, it's, it's been a few minutes. It's been, I don't know how many years since we've been in the same ring together. We've known each other for a very long time, kept in contact. That's pretty common knowledge. Um, you know, to get an endorsement from a guy like that, just the lineage that his family has, the admiration that I have for that family, and for kind of the ups and downs that both our careers have been through, any kind of a nod from that, from your peers, is, is second to none. Um, just being here today, watching him perform tonight in that atmosphere, knowing all the hard work he put in, knowing all the hours, countless nights. He would text me at 5 o'clock in the morning and just, what are you doing still up, man? It's like, just a madman in terms of work ethic. So to see everything come full circle for him tonight was, was pretty cool for me to see. And hopefully we can continue to uh, do a few cool things together. Final question for Sean. You date back with Cody down to Ohio Valley Wrestling. How do you think he's changed over the years as he's matured as a performer and now in this new role? I think you said it right there. I think he's matured as a performer. When we were first put together, uh, I lacked um, I lacked kind of uh, that fan following. I lacked a little bit of a, a following. And he just kind of lacked experience because he wasn't in the system very long at all and had no experience. So we kind of meshed together and benefited each other greatly and the, kind of the rest uh, is history. But he kind of took his own career into his hands. He grabbed the reins when he left. And, you know, you've docked his path is well documented and he's done some incredible things all leading up to tonight and the thing is he's just scratching the surface but he has definitely matured as a performer I actually you know uh, I kind of probably look up to him now more than you know I'm pretty sure the roles have reversed a little bit because he's done some incredible things and I look forward to seeing what he does next Let's go. We go all at once. All right. I'm nervous. Hey, Trent and Chucky. So, obviously, you guys have been tagging for a while. Uh, talk about what this experience was like tonight, uh, being on this level. Go ahead, man. No, you go. Um, I, for me, like, uh, he used to be in WWE. I've never been anything close to this. I, I'm in New Japan. I was in New Japan for a year and a half and doing, uh, like, doing some of their big shows but it wasn't it didn't compare anything to this like I've never done anything on this level this is wild and the crowd was so good the whole and to be time. like we were on the all-in show but we were on the pre-show in the battle royal and to be on the main show where mm -hmm. you actually feel like you're contributing is yeah incredible uh, I wanted yeah. to ask that are you all happier that you were in a tag match as opposed to the, the battle royals 100%. where yeah. the title shot on the line yeah. um yeah I want to be on the, the main show mm -hmm. having we both do one and having like 
real matches. Like, that's what we're here for. Like I said, you know, when you're in a battle royal with 25 other people or what it was, you don't feel like... No, you got 30 seconds yeah. of we hug like and the show is not the show's not about us, you know, it's about all these other yeah, guys. So now tonight, like, we're greedy, not selfish. In the, yeah, not on the... We weren't in the top tier of the matches, but still, like, to be on the main show, it's just, that's, that's where we wanted to be. In your own words, can you describe what happened after your match? Uh, spooky men. Spooky perverts. Spooky perverts the appeared. The lights went off. <laughs> just run play-by-play play the whole thing. Go for it. Lights went off. Mm. Uh, then spooky perverts were appeared in the middle of the ring when mm. the lights went back on. And then the lights, lights went off again. And then they went back Shirt. on again. And then More shirtless perverts. Shirtless perverts surrounded us. And, uh, and then one of the main spooky perverts gave me a, a thrust to the neck. And then I was just getting... You got karate thrusted? Yeah. And I then I just got, I got beat up a whole bunch. Perverts were, like, grabbing me, keeping me in the corner of the ring. Yeah. Have and you ever then, been in a perverted situation like that Not before? quite like that, no. And then finally I took some kind of finishing move. And uh, I was getting stomped out on the outside, man. Oh, you didn't take any move. I was getting stomped by six dudes, it felt like. There might have been only two. Whoa. I didn't even get to see it. So I did, is that a good fight I did, like, play for you? No, I was like fighting. Like, oh, no, let me get my friend. And you then know? I got to watch you get that. That's what I was yeah. on the floor. I'm so much taller than you. Really? After, after going through that, I mean, <laughs> I'm does that make you want to skip out on the SCU after party? I mean, no. I don't can know you go all means. night after you've had a I'm going to go, situation? like, <laughs> perverse. <laughs> I'm going to go... A couple hours, not all night, and then fly home. What time's your flight? Eleven. Mine's noon, yeah. I get in at eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> this, this is what you guys want to know, right? What time we're it's landing important. tomorrow? <laughs> I land in Philly at seven. I go hang out with my dog. Oh, me too. Do you I miss think him. Spooky first, get through TSA. No chance. No, chance no, no, they probably driving. So what do I mean you guys get the amount of time that you got tonight? You had a good amount of time when you guys were wrestling at Evans and Angelico. Hmm. Um, you know, you guys have been under cards. You've been shows where time's cut. You were underutilized in WWE when you were there. To have that amount of time and see that the company's going to invest that much time and effort into promoting you and giving you time to show what you can do, what does that mean to you right out the gate? It's huge. It's like, because of course, a new company, you're scared that maybe you're going to still be doing nothing matches you know but to, to be given the opportunity to uh, have a real match with a good amount of time and to be in a company that is obviously emphasizing tag team wrestling like you know started it's by huge. the young bucks like it's, so this is what we know, yeah it's exactly what we hoped for yeah. when we we left new japan to come here mm -hmm. well, speaking so about, okay i was gonna say speaking about tag teams uh, there are multiple matches on the card what other tag teams are you interested in facing as AEW goes forward uh I'm looking forward to wrestle the spooky perverts, to be honest. Cause, uh, yeah, because uh, I like good good guy versus uh, bad guy wrestling, and they seem like bad dudes. And that's, we could tell, the, the best story in the ring. As long as we don't have to fight the Young Bucks, because they're going to be so much more popular than yeah. us. Like, people are going to be like, hey, yeah. we like you guys, but then, like, get the fuck you. The, the, the real show out here. Just curse. The We're getting beat curse. up the whole time, trying to get sympathy, and people are just going, Young Bucks. Yeah, that's happened. One more question. Uh, oh, okay. I thought he okay. had one. Yeah, that's what I like. Uh, what are your hopes for the weekly series once it launches for yourself? Reword it. I was confused. What, Sorry. What are your hopes for the what series, we do? What, for, for in general for AEW and for yourselves when the, the company lands on TNT in a couple of months? I think just to have a featured prominent part. Like, yeah. Obviously, if oh, they're I gonna, got food on me. <laughs> if they're gonna push the tag team division, like 
we'd love to be able to you know stay yeah. in the mix like you know obviously yeah we want to be a part of the show just, every week yeah uh, i don't want to be a guy who just loses all the time i want to be i want to be cool well, well, yeah i want my friends that i went to high school with to think i'm tough yeah mostly that How are you? Good. So, um, book and beans. Book and beans. Let's talk a little bit about tonight. What does this mean to what you? What happened tonight? What was going on? <laughs> this show, big moment for all three of you. Uh, obviously, you've had long careers, but this is a, a chance to be part of something brand new. Absolutely. And kind of refresh yourselves and rebrand yourselves and start a new path. What does it mean to each of you? Um, first of all, it was uh, incredibly uh, flattering to be offered the opening match on the first pay-per-view. Um, traditionally, it's always been a very important role to have, and knowing that they trusted us as performers, as wrestlers, to go out there and uh, be the first act to be seen on an AEW pay-per-view, uh, it means the world to us. And um, I felt like we went out there and proved why we were offered that spot. It was a good choice to have. And um, this is the first of many, and we're looking forward to moving forward with this company. Who's next? Who you got? <laughs> Bring them all. Bring them all. Best trio, best trio in the company. Do we so look if afraid? You get three other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Write them down. Bring them around. On that note, would you guys be interested in AEW adapting a trio's title? Or is that something you guys could see yourself? I think that's a, I think that's an EVP call. Um, certainly down the line. I mean, you know, obviously we don't want to dilute the meaning of the titles by having too many right off the bat. Um, certainly trios matches can be featured, and I think if any company is going to do it correctly, it's going to be AEW, especially based off of what you guys saw tonight. Um, down the road, who knows? Uh, it's something, uh, you know, we say this is for the fans. If it's something the fans want, uh, AEW is going to deliver that to them. But I also feel like we're versatile enough where we don't need a trio's title to be successful here. Um, we've been World Tag Team Champions four different times. They've been World Tag Team Champions in the past. Any duo of us could be the Tag Team Champion in this company, and any one of us could wrestle for any of the singles championships in this company. And that's why I feel like, as far as the trio goes, we're probably the most versatile group that you're going to have in AEW going forward, no matter who else we sign in the coming months. You've had a long history of Shima, like 20 years or so. How is it like getting back into the ring with him after all this time? He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Um, people say that I'm ageless, but if someone is ageless, it's definitely Shima. I met him in 1999. He was a firebrand then, and still, 20 years later, he's still phenomenal, and his influence on the wrestling business is it can't be it can't be adequately adequately uh, spoken. I mean, it's, it's just everything he's done as far as a trainer, as far as what he's done for OWE, what he's done for Japanese wrestling. It's incredible, and um, his legacy is going to live long past his career, definitely. Guys, what's up, guys? Mark Henry, Hey, Mark Henry. Hello, Mark Henry. Uh, I, I, my question is: It's been a while since that type of energy. Uh, was had in the ring individually. How did you feel about your time in the ring? Do you want to start? I could start. Yeah, yeah I mean, start, I'm just start. like you know, in a business where there are phrases like "never meet your heroes" or "never get too close to the dream" because it's it's not what you think it is. Um, tonight felt as close to what I dreamed of doing growing up as a kid. I mean, as long as, as far back as four years old, five years old, tonight felt like what I dreamed about. 
And to actually get to that level and, and that point, and I know we've, we've beat this drum to be chosen to be the first match. You only get one chance to make a first impression. And to be the first match on the first pay-per-view is just an honor. And, um, you know, I can't say enough how special this was. I'll remember this for the rest of my life. I got into the business in 1998, and of course, pro wrestling was white hot. And I broke in with Killer Kowalski, and wrestling was on fire. And that's nights like tonight is all I ever wanted. When I first started to gain a little bit of buzz and start, stuff started happening with TNA, that was at a certain level, but it wasn't the level that I dreamed of. I didn't care where it was, I wanted to be on this level. Tonight, it's uh, I almost feel vindicated 21 years in that, uh, you know that I did this, we did this together. Uh, I took a different path than most. Everyone that is part of this company kind of took a different path and it led to AEW and it's created this. Like, I don't know if there's been this much excitement for professional wrestling in two decades. I don't know. I've, I could only say I've only experienced this level of passion as a fan. Uh, so to share that now with the wrestlers, the media, the fans, everybody, it's, um, a bit overwhelming. It was a very emotional day. Uh, the stories that were told in that in that ring tonight were next level. And uh, to think this is just the first of what is going to be a weekly thing. It's the sky is the absolute limit. Not that sky. The sky is the actual limit. One more question for the challenge. How does this compare to TNA, if at all? For both of you guys? Yeah, it's it's apples and bricks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you can't, again, it's, you know, TNA was what it was, and a lot of us made a name there, and for what it's worth, anytime we do a meet and greet, it's a good 50, 75% of the time, I loved your guys' stuff in TNA, and a part of me is always going to love that, because they gave us that platform to really showcase ourselves to a bit of a national audience, but this is, this is the next level, this, in TNA, all the pieces weren't in place. You had the talent, the management was questionable at times, and certain other issues that have been beaten to death in professional wrestling media. Here, the stars are aligned like they've never been before. Exactly, like there were missteps uh, along the way with TNA that I don't see happening here. I feel like every step we've taken, um, even when we've had to pivot off of our original plans, um, they've come through and, and things have gone well. And um, just speaking personally about SCU, um, the the time that we've spent with the Young Bucks and, and being part of being the elite and watching all this happen from that perspective, um, it's, it, I've been doing this for 26 years and in the last two years, invariably my thoughts turned to like, how much longer can I do this? How much more can I put my body through? And uh, every day I wake up and think, oh man, I've got a year left, I've got six months left. I, you know, that number always changes in my head. But after tonight, um, this sort of energy, like Mark was talking about earlier, the energy that I feel out there makes me want to add years to my career, makes me want to be able to do this and figure out a way to halt the, the march of time and figure out a way to continue to contribute to AEW for years and years. And I, I don't see an end in sight. And as long as I got my friends with me side by side, um, we're going to do everything we can to do this until the wheels fall off this wagon. What up? 
What's going on? How are you, Adam? Uh, exhausted. See, so you had uh, quite a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, plans man. changed. Trip to England, a beating, a battle royal, and now you're going to be in the first ever AEW World Championship match. So take us through this whirlwind. There's got to be a lot of emotions here. Yeah, everything changed in the past six or seven days for me. And, like, we've had, you know, I don't know, a, a few months off, essentially, from the ring, whatever. And, man, we just I hit it hard for the past week. Um, I have no idea what time it is. I don't know where I'm at, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to make sure this match happened uh, for the fans because it's something that's been built up for such a long time. Um, so I wanted to make sure that, that it happened. And, and if that meant, you know, getting a flight to, to the U.K. on, you know, six hours' notice and going over there and, and doing, doing it, if that's what it took, that's what I was going to do. So I've done that. I've come back here. Uh, plans obviously changed with me with the show. Um, somehow weaseled my way into the Battle Royal, and now I'm in the first title match. What a, just, a, just a hell of a week. Why didn't that match happen tonight? There have been rumors and, and reports, but in your, in your words, in your opinion, why didn't the, the pack match happen tonight? You know, I don't know. Uh, and I, I have a good feeling that it will happen under the All Elite banner. Uh, it might not be here in Vegas, and it might not be in the U.S., uh, but it will happen. I live in Jacksonville. So I've been covering your career since you started in the Independence in the Carolinas. No one, and, you know, you're, yeah. that's, that's old NWA country. Yeah, NWA yeah. Country. So knowing that you're going to get to uh, be broadcast on the old hallowed ground of uh, Nitro, what does that mean to you as a Carolina kid? You know what? I didn't start watching wrestling until WCW WC was over. <laughs> I mean, so, all right. so I wasn't even there for it. So, like, you know, obviously, like, you go back and you learn all that stuff once you really get into wrestling. Um, and, and now knowing that, like, being here and being in this position, being able to literally change the wrestling businesses, uh, and somehow I've, I've found myself wrapped up right in the middle of it. Um, incredible feeling. Yeah. Did not expect it to go. Never expected it to go this way. Uh, but I would not be anywhere else in the world. So for the last few months, you've been doing the full body of the full gear, full gear challenge. Full gear challenge, yeah. And now you've announced you're, you are auctioning off your gear for body positivity. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you come about the, uh, the whole idea for the uh, full gear challenge and it ending like this? Because it's kind of remarkable. I think, I think when we did the press conference in Jacksonville, Cody... <laughs> Cody just said something too, like you know, like the Pac showed up in full effing gear or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. Maybe, maybe next episode of BTE, I should show up in my full gear to try to impress you because I, I think I have a little bit of a complex with my my friends and my standing with them, um, and everything from there, man. Just week to week doing our BTE stuff, having fun. You know, this is what we love doing, and and you know, I've been, I'll be honest with you, I've been nervous about the weekly TV because it's it's a hell of a burden, but we've been doing weekly BTE for weeks and months and years, you know, and it, and it goes really well, so. You and Jericho headlining all out for the AEW world title. Is that an announced thing? Is, is the show an announced thing? The show is all announced. All out, all out, was, announced. All out was announced. It was announced August today. 31st. August 31st, Sears Center in Chicago? Yeah, you want to okay, open. August 31st, Sears Center in Chicago. We're doing all out. I, I didn't know it was a public thing until just yeah. now. So, yeah. yes, so, yes, I, I'm guessing that will be that will be title match. Headlining. Yeah. Headlining, that's pretty, that's pretty yes. Cool. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, unreal. I'd be a liar if I didn't tell you I wasn't nervous. Um, it is the biggest opportunity of my career, my, my life, to be quite honest. Um, but it takes three seconds. 
it takes three lucky seconds to make it happen. I've, I've since, since day one, you know, my goal with All Elite was, was to be able to step out of Cody's shadow to some extent, be able to step out of Young Buck's shadow, out of Kenny's shadow, and, and this is my moment, this is my chance to do that. Um, to be the first champion is, 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 is my chance to do that. You mentioned BTE. Obviously, that has a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek references and some silliness and right, popularity. Yeah. How much of that would you like to see transferred over to the weekly TV series when AEW gets to TNT? Or do you, do you kind of feel like more of a traditional wrestling <laughs> series would play to a mass audience? Uh, you know what? I, I honestly don't know the, the right answer, and I know there'll probably be a lot of fighting about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know what? In, in my mind, wrestling is always best when it is a variety show. When there's a little bit of comedy, there's a little bit of whatever, and, and one of those things is a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, so if we keep some of that, if we keep some of the other, if we keep a little bit of everything, in my opinion, is, is what people should expect, yeah. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.